Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Thank you for being with us. Make Argentina great again. Populist libertarian Javier Millet has won the presidency of Argentina in a landslide victory. And I must say, all of the election done by paper ballot, no electronic machines, and then knew the results just hours after the election. Imagine that. You may ask yourself, why should I care about an Argentine election? Well, here's why. Malay will be taking over from socialist Alberto Fernandez, the president of Argentina who managed to put the country in a downward economic spiral, much like socialist Marxist Joe Biden has done to America. Only slightly worse, 200% inflation in Argentina, making people's lives unlivable. Argentina's central bank has raised their estimate for annual inflation this year. That's what socialism and Marxism do to a country. Take a listen to a Tucker Carlson interview with Malay in which he warned the rest of the world about socialism. Never embrace the ideas of socialism. Never allow yourself to be seduced by the siren song of social justice. Don't get caught up in that terrible concept that there is a need, there's a right. But that can't happen on its own. We have to be prepared for this and wage a cultural war every single day. And we have to be careful because they have no problem with getting inside the state and employing Gramsci's techniques, seducing the artists, seducing the media, or meddling in educational content. You need to be very careful. Cut off their funding and force them into a fair fight. At the same time, we have to raise awareness among the business sector that the masses are necessary. Milton Friedman used to say that the social role of an entrepreneur is to make money. But that's not enough. 
Part of their investment must include investing in those who defend the ideals of freedom so the socialists can make no further advances. If they don't do it, they will get into the state and use the state to impose a long-term agenda that will destroy everything it touches. So we need a commitment from all of those who create wealth to fight against socialism, to fight against statism, and to understand if they fail to do so, the socialists will keep coming because that's their point. Since they try to leech off others without working, they are tireless in their pursuit. Their lead motif in life is to live off of others. So they never give up on this mechanism to gain control of others' wealth, money, or income. So this battle must be waged unceasingly. We cannot take a day off because when we rest, socialism creeps in. Brilliantly put by the new Argentinian president-elect, and Malay says not only will he not work with China, but he won't work with any communist nation, any socialist nation. Not only will I not do business with China, I won't do business with any communists. I am a defender of freedom, peace, and democracy. There's no room for communists there. There's no room for Putin there. There's no room for Lula there. We want to be the moral lighthouse for our continent. We want to be defenders of freedom, democracy, and diversity of peace. From within the state, we will not pursue any action with communists or socialists. That doesn't mean that Argentinians can't trade. If they want to trade with China or with Russia or with Brazil, that's up to each Argentinian. Argentina is already sounding better. Malay takes office in another 20 days on December 10th. Puppet President Joe Biden turned 81 yesterday and his age and rapid health decline has his fellow Marxist dims in the party more than a little anxious. They're anxious, it seems, to replace Biden for the 2024 election. Politico reporting even those in Biden's inner circle, including family members, worry about the optics of his advancing age. The president's birthday arrived on the same day that a new NBC poll showed Biden's disapproval rating at an all-time high, 57%. That same NBC poll has Trump beating Biden in a head-to-head for the first time, And among younger voters, ages 18 to 34, Trump emerged on top, 46 to 42 percent over Biden. For context, younger voters broke for Biden in 2020 by about 26 percent. And former Obama advisor David Axelrod is doubling down on his calls for Biden to step aside and let a younger Marxist dem take over. Axelrod telling the New York Times this week Biden has only a 50-50 shot at beating Trump. Our guest today is the founder and editor-in-chief of Just the News, John Solomon. John, great to have you back with us. Let's begin with the January 6 tapes that Speaker Mike Johnson has released. 44,000 hours will be released in all, the first installment coming out this weekend. Your reaction, John? Yeah, not surprising to me just because uh, Congressman Laudermilk, the subcommittee chairman that's been running the January 6 investigation since Democrats uh, gave up control of the House. They He has been saying that this is the, the, the direction he wanted to move in. Of course, Speaker McCarthy was not on board with that. Uh, his removal, I think, opened a window, or opened a door to come back and uh, and revisit the idea that maybe everybody should get access to everything. And we trust the American people to find their truth on their own, that it doesn't have to be a controlled release. And I think over the last few days, um, Speaker Johnson and Chairman Laudermilk worked out a scenario where it's easy to get the information up. Here's the path we're going to do it. Let's let people 
take a look at things and and find what they want and uh, get the highest degree of transparency possible. And I think uh, we're moving in that direction now. Now, not all the video is up yet. It takes some time to post this because it's massive in size. Uh, there are there'll be there'll be dangers, right? There'll be mistakes that people make. They'll see something on the videotape, think it's something other than that. That's always a, a problem when you release information publicly. But I think the long-term benefit to the American public is public is huge. Uh, and everybody can see for themselves with their own eyes, without having filters and without the media telling them what to believe, uh, what happened that day. And I think it'll benefit defendants, it'll benefit journalists, it'll benefit historians, and it will benefit voters going into the 2024 election. I, I was very encouraged and, and thrilled that he did it yeah. uh, because he had made a couple of uh, steps, a couple of moves that I didn't think were uh, in the proper direction nor at the proper pace. Uh, this is good to see because this is a, a move toward transparency. Uh, I just hope the Republican Party understands that you can't go wrong honoring the public's right to know. Yeah. And if they follow that uh, that particular lodestar, they'll be fine. Uh, it is when they get and, and there was a slight apology offered up by the speaker's office because there are some of the videos that will not be available that, as they put it, uh, reveal architectural features that could have security implications. And, and if it's de minimis, uh, a fraction of a percent of something uh, in of these videos, that's fine. It's when it becomes what it did become under Speaker McCarthy, the whole enchilada. Uh, he had a reason to do everything slowly, to do everything that frustrated the public's right to know. Uh, I think we obviously have a different, uh, we've got a different fellow and a different sort of fellow yeah. in, in Mike Johnson. Yeah, and there's a different mindset. There's no doubt about it. And I think you said it right, Lou. It's it, Why should we fear the public's right to know? The public is smart and only those who want to manipulate the public, try to control the flow of information, those who trust the public and trust this constitutional republic know that transparency is the best thing. And I think Mike Johnson came down on that side. Chairman Barry Loudermilk has been a champion of this, and he has worked tirelessly for eight months, nine months, 10 months now, actually, to, mm -hmm. to put us in a position to get this data. And uh, I'm really grateful for him as a journalist because I've been able to access some of this information. I think the public will be grateful for him long term seeing the benefit of this. Yeah, it, 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 think about it. It's 10 months really wasted, honestly. Yeah. You're I right. mean, if everybody's straight about it, it was wasted. Yep. There's no reason on earth that these shouldn't have been out the second that McCarthy was sworn in as Speaker of the House. Yep. And uh, the fact that that was not the case shows, I think, everybody's part of the problem uh, with Kevin McCarthy and the cross currents that were running through the conference, uh, largely because of the rhinos and uh, divided allegiances, I'll put it that way. Uh, Senator Mike Lee coming out and saying the House January 6th panel should be investigated itself after yeah. the release of these tapes, because what we've already seen are, uh, I'll, I'll say it very nicely, discordant <laughs> images uh, with the narrative that the Dems were pushing. I yeah. mean, these guys were lying through their teeth on that January 6th committee. Pelosi, uh, what they created... It is just an embarrassment, a shame, and a disgrace to the Democrat, the Marxist Democrat Party. And, and we've got to come to terms with it. This is the party. This is who they are. They are rotten to the core. And people better understand this is not just about uh, right and wrong in terms of policy. This is, uh, there is no moral compass on the left at all. None that I can detect. 
Yeah, listen, there are, in moments like this in the past, you always put your country before your party and your personal interests. But the Democratic Party have constantly over the last few years put party ahead of country's interest. And, and so we weren't given the truth about what really happened on January 6th. We weren't told about the security failures. I believe in the next few days we'll begin to learn just how many uh, law enforcement undercover or on scene. I think there could be as many as four or five dozen, four or five teams just from Metropolitan Police Department. That's an area where uh -huh. I've been focusing a lot of my reporting. All of that uh, has been deprived the American public for nearly three years now. We're coming up on the third anniversary. We're still only getting uh, the, the snippets of basic truth for the first time. Uh, we had a story last week that I think is so important. The gallows, that big image that, you know, television played all that day saying, look, the, um, the, uh, the Trump people want to put, uh, execute people. Well, <laughs> we found the video footage of that working with a guy named Ed Martin working with Chairman Loudermilk, and you see the funniest thing. Those things walk in in the wee hours of the morning. They're sitting on uh, the um, uh, property for hours without any police trying to take them down, even though it was an illegal structure, wouldn't have met the, the, the terms of the uh, permit for that day. Uh, you can see the people going in. You can see them talking on the phone. You can see them going for coffee, coming back. You can see the cab that they came in, and somehow – the FBI is unable to determine who they are, just like they're unable to determine uh, who dropped uh, those bombs at the RNC and DNC, uh, just like they are unable to explain how the Secret Service didn't sweep um, the DNC building and allowed Vice President-elect Kamala Harris to walk within feet of a bomb. Mm -hmm. There are so many security failures and security abnormalities that the January 6th committee uh, deprived the American people from learning about. And we're going to get to see him now. We're going to learn about him now. We'll probably get to the bottom of a lot of these uh, lingering and very important issues. You know, you're talking about abnormalities. Uh, it, it's much like the election of 2020. You know, we can talk about abnormalities or we can talk about irregularities. We can talk about anomalies yeah. or we can talk about what we're really talking about. That's a rigged election. Uh, and this uh, insurrection day on January 6th was an absolute setup on the part of the FBI, uh, the the Metro and the Capitol Police. I, I mean, John, this is an outrage staring us in the face. And people, I, I, I get a kick out of I'm hearing congressmen who are not lawyers talking like they were going to write a constitutional uh, law treatise for their class they're teaching today. I mean, it's staring us in the face. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. This is a government that is under the control of the Marxist Dems. It's corrupt from one end to the other. And there to see Christopher Ray say he's not a part of the uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security. Wasn't that a precious moment uh, as he's trying to correct uh, the congressman? I, I just we have an arrogant bunch of crooks in these jobs and everybody better understand what we're dealing with because that's who we're dealing with. Well, listen, our founding fathers feared this very moment that we live in now. That's why they created the constitutional Republic to avoid a large central government from uh, imposing its own will on the American people. But somehow over, and particularly in the last 10 to 20 years, uh, instead of a, pe a government by 
by, for, and of the people. It's become a government to control the people and uh, to control the truth, to control what you say, to control what you think, to control what you put in your body. And I think that uh, this is exactly the worst case scenario that our founding fathers did not want to see play out in Washington. And the next election is an opportunity, if Americans are serious about this, if they really are concerned about it, to install into place a mindset and a, um, a plan that would substantially shrink the size of government. The only way you can remove power from bureaucrats is to get rid of them. And uh, Republicans have talked that way for 25 years. They didn't get it done. Donald Trump didn't get it done in his first term. He seems very determined if he gets a second term to do exactly that. And I've seen the plans he's put out there and they make a big dent in reducing the size and power of Washington. But we live in a period right now where the central government has a say over almost every aspect of our life, including telling us what reality we can believe or what reality we see. And the FBI, particularly in the Russia collusion case, was a big part of that. And uh, also the 51 intelligence analysts who misled us in the 2020 election. Talk about being rigged. We, the American people were completely denied the truth on something as essential as what was the president or the person they were about to elect as president uh, compromised. And the answer is he was, but we were told don't believe it. So right. the moment is upon us. This next election is the self-correcting moment. If we're going to have one, if they do, if it doesn't happen in 2024, I think you look at uh, uh, many, many years of long centralized control of our lives from uh, in government in Washington on the horizon. Now, you just saw what happened in Argentina, right? Argentina made a very drastic change. They decided they don't like big government. They don't like the government economy that was given them. And they went in a very radical diff uh, direction last night with their election. It'll be interesting to see if Americans choose that same path. And a plain spoken fellow, this yeah. populist is. And as you might guess, uh, as a populist myself, I was uh, jumping up and down with joy to see what the people of Argentina did because they have a plain spoken, straight talking uh, president now uh, who is uh, opposite everything the, the Peronistas have been for decades. Uh, Argentina has a chance. He understands economics as well, something that no leader, it seems, of Argentina has understood for a half century. Uh, we're talking with John Solomon. We're coming back. We're going to talk about how did it take us so long to get to the point where we can actually call a congressman or a senator a lying ass son of a gun. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back with that. Stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with John Solomon, Just the News. And John, as I said, going uh, to break. How, why? 
how in the world did we get to a point where we had to fight to get to where we are today? Talking about the fact that the government is rancid with corruption, that the uh, Biden regime is without co any question whatsoever corrupt. Uh, we can define it. We can uh, slice and dice it. We can sure. get granular or go to 30,000 feet. Bottom line is they're a bunch of crooks. They're corrupt uh, and they're vicious. And they are the Marxist left. And we've been so afraid to say the word Marxist. They're Marxists. And they are the they are the threat to this country, aren't they? Well, listen, I, I think anyone who values freedom, anyone who values uh, personal liberty, who, who values a free market, which is the three primary foundations mm -hmm. upon which this country has been so successful and innovative and uh, globally inspiring, has to recognize that we're in a moment where all three of those uh, core principles, core driving forces of the American experience are under great assault from one party. The Democrats don't believe in personal freedom. They they, they try to restrain it. Uh, they don't believe in free markets. They try to create manipulated markets. That's what the Green Energy New Deal is about. Um, they don't believe in a personal choice. They try to remove choices. They have become increasingly critical of the first two freedoms granted in the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. Uh, and so you see these efforts through disinformation and censorship, now uh, defunding or de uh, debanking gun uh, manufacturers, um, uh, that the very freedoms that our founding fathers believed were going to be the most important for sustaining the great American experience. There's one party that argues against them on a daily basis. And yes, many of the principles, many much of the language they use seems to have its origins in Marxist tradition, critical race theory, DEI, CRT. We can go, you know, we can give you the alphabet soup. But at the end of the day, there is a growing number of um, people in the Democratic Party who believe that freedom is a threat to the Democrat Party agenda. And that is anathema to the American experience. There is also uh, beyond the Democratic Party, this massive, well-funded oligarchy in America, particularly those who came out of Silicon Valley, who believe it their job to use their market position to control um, Americans, control thought, control speech, control convention. Uh, and uh, so you have all of these control oligarchs. That's a term that my good colleague, Seamus Bruner, who has a brand new book out, talks about. And so when you have a Democratic Party aligned with a control oligarchs, control oligarchs. That's the term. That's the name of his new book. And he's right. And he chronicles it. So Democrat politicians aligned with big tech oligarchs, the, the threat to freedom, the threat to the American experience has never been greater. Do you think the Republicans understand that? Do you think Mike Johnson understands it? Do you think that, uh, you know, the Republicans in the Senate understand it? I know, for example, Ted Cruz understands it. Sure. I, I think Mike Lee does uh, a handful. But I don't see this party organizing around the principles that you're describing. Uh, we've got some we've got a group of people in the House and some to a fewer fewer in the Senate who uh, want to try to make this about government spending. Yeah. Uh, that is madness in and of itself. Uh, that is that is a loser issue. It's a loser proposition. And what has to t has to happen is the Republican Party understands they have got to block the Marxists, understand that the Marxists control the Democrat Party, and they have to understand without any equivocation that they're going to have 
to make sure that the election of 2024 is not rigged and is not controlled by the Marxist Dems? You know, it's um, people ask this question often, do Republicans understand the battle they're in? And I can say this, first off, they certainly haven't been fighting with the political armaments uh, that this battle requires. The Democrats have taken every advantage uh, in changing election rules, in uh, pushing the rules of elections and pushing the rules of governance. And the de Republicans have been way too courteous, way too deferential. Now, when you look at the rhetoric, when you look at what key Republicans are saying today, take Mitch McConnell out of it. I think his time has passed and I'm not sure he understands the battle we're in. But many of the next generation Republicans seem to articulate the danger, seem to articulate the fight correctly. But do they have the tactics? Do they have the armaments? Do they have the strategy? Do they have the policies to com combat it? Thus far, they haven't shown that they have it. And I think um, the last 20 years of, uh, of history is a, is a poignant reminder that many times Republicans have been co-conspirators in the changing of America towards this big government, suffocating spending, suffocating um, regulation. They've been a big party to it. Uh, obviously, Donald Trump was a little bit of an aberration, though even on his watch, the Republicans in Congress didn't make the sort of change that the American people empowered to uh, give them in 2017. Paul Ryan and, and Mitch McConnell were too tepid. They didn't do what Americans hired them to do. And as a result, they got kicked out of office two years later. Uh, or two and four years later, depending on the election. Uh, I do think when you look at what Republicans are saying, those in power today, the chairman, people like Jim Jordan and James Comer and the new speaker, Mike Johnson, they certainly articulate this, the moment we're in, but they have not been able to produce yet results on the border, on shrinking government. Government hasn't shrinked one, shrunk one penny in the last 25 years when Republicans have been in charge. It's getting bigger on Republican and Democrat watches. The border's gotten more and more open every uh, two years. The cycle gets worse and worse. So Republicans have been aiders and abettors in this process. They're very good at, at, yeah. at complaining about it. I've yet to see the sort of uh, plan that would combat it. Now, President Trump's plan seems to have, I think, the most um, – clear elements of, of how to change it. I think the America First Policy Institute and some of its 2025 agenda that people like um, Lee Zeldin are developing, they seem to have real policy actions that match the rhetoric. And then the final question is, if you have the policy and you got the rhetoric, do you have the will to impose it or yeah. the will to achieve it? And I think, well, history will let us know that in the next couple of years. Yeah, the problem with the Lee Zeldins and who's a great guy uh, is he's not a fighter. Uh, and he is not a man with a loud voice and a uh, a, a real strong uh, sense of direction. He is, uh, for all practical purposes, a rhino. Uh, and you know me, John, I, I say it straight. Uh, they, they, there are just too many of these kinds of uh, cookie cutter uh, candidates out there who would like to, you know, be in some sort of uh, sinecure for life, it seems, rather than uh, actually get something done and then get the heck out of Washington. And I don't mean any offense to, to Lee Zeldin. Like I said, I like the man. He's got a he's a great guy. I think one of the things. But, you have to look but the at reality, the reality is we've got to take a break and we're going to come right back and then we're going to find out uh, what John Solomon wants to really say to Lou Dobbs. We'll find out right after this. We'll be right back. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back. We're talking with John Solomon. And John, your thoughts about the rhinos and the folks who will not talk straight in Washington, D.C., irrespective of party. Yeah, listen, it's a huge problem. The American people are keen on it, right? I think when you look at someone like Ali Zeldin, who I've really studied closely as a journalist, Mm -hmm. some of the tactical changes that he willed into existence in New York the last election are the sort of things that Republicans should have been doing six years ago, right? Early voting can make a difference. He got early voting into place. Uh, Mm -hmm. Challenging uh, uh, But he didn't win, John. He didn't win. Well, but here's the thing. I want to hear about a Republican who actually talks straight, actually wins and does something. I mean, the state of Arizona right now is producing candidate after candidate who knows they got screwed in the elections of 2022 and uh, 2020, but they don't win. It just drives me crazy. Yeah, listen, I I completely agree with you that uh, winning is a problem for (laughs) Republicans. Republicans don't know how to win very well. Part of the reason is they allowed the the Democrats to change the rules of the election and then they disarmed saying, I want to hold on to the old election. And I think if you're going to win in 2024, all the data that I've seen as a journalist, again, just looking at pure data, is you have to get your 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 base out. That's what Donald Trump does better than any conservative president in American history or any conservative politician. He gets the base out in record numbers. And then you got to go after low propensity voters, which de- Democrats have mastered and Republicans have ignored. There are a certain group of people, and it's sad to say, but it is harsh reality, uh, that won't take the time or don't have the time to go vote on election day. But if you make it easy for them to vote, early, they will vote early. And that's how Democrats have rolled up some really significant numbers. The data is irrefutable on it. Republicans keep uh, spitting into the wind on this. For the first time, I'm seeing evidence that they are starting to engage those voters. There is an opportunity, Hispanic voters, young parents, uh, black voters, all moving to the Trump column in 2024. You see it in the polling data, but polling data doesn't equal vote. How you get those people to vote is yeah. I think the the um, existential question for the Republican Party: Can they muster the sort of votes that win elections? Um, and I do see some encouraging signs. And while Zeldin lost in 2022, and he did lose, he lost by way less than what the polls showed. Right, he closed it, but that early voting kicked in three or four wins for Republicans in places like Staten Island and some of the burbs of, of New York. There are hopeful signs that that strategy could could and can be a winning strategy 
if deployed more, deployed more widely. The alternative is just to watch the Democrats start every election with 200,000 extra votes on election day and then try to make it up on election day. It's not a good strategy. Ronald Reagan said, I'm a principled guy, but I'll never unilaterally disarm. Republicans for the last three to four elections have unilaterally disarmed on some of the tactics that could potentially push them over the top. This is they, 2024 is the year we're going to find out if Republicans can still win. If not, I think we're destined, Republicans are destined to be a minority party for a very long time. Yeah, I, I think that the way you construct it, if the only way that Republicans can win is by uh, uh, playing like Mark Elias, uh, and that is cheating, uh, going to early voting, making it early months uh, of voting, are going to, um, you know, uh, drop boxes. I, I mean, that isn't somewhere we should be. Oh, well, the we, problem is they allowed it to get that way, right? So the only yeah, they way did, they but they should back. also reverse yeah. it. And yeah. the fact is that the Republicans are so lazy yeah. and so unsure of their leadership that they won't get rid of drop boxes. They won't roll back early voting. They won't talk about an election day, just like the Constitution does talk about it yeah, and sure. insist upon it. Yeah. Uh, this is either the Republican Party is going to be the party of law and order and principle, or it's going to be nothing more than an echo of what is a group of uh, Marxist Dems uh, who mean to unravel this country in every fashion possible. John, I just don't see how that's a winning argument for Republicans. I would like to see Republicans show enough energy to get out there and change those laws, yeah. to roll back that all that Mark Elias and the Dems did in 2020. Uh, because the other way is an unprincipled nightmare that will mean that there won't be a, a, a nickel's worth of difference between the two parties. Well, the problem right now is that they don't have control in the battleground states that win you the electoral votes, right? They don't have control in Pennsylvania. They don't have control in Michigan. In fact, they've lost ground in those states because the Democrats changed the rules and then uh, created a strategy to do that. The only way to impose your will on election law is to have the ability to pass and sign the election law. They don't have it in uh, Michigan. They don't have it in Pennsylvania. They used to have it and they slept through it. They yielded the advantages that they had. Wisconsin, they're hanging on by a thread. The only way for them to get back to imposing an election day in America is to win one of the elections under the current rules and then push it backwards. That's the only way we're going to do it. Right now, they've lost ground in Michigan. They've lost ground in Pennsylvania, despite the fact that Donald Trump's more popular in those states than ever before. His policies are more popular. You've got to seize control in order to impose control. And right now, they're at a disadvantage in all, many of the battleground states. Now, Georgia is one that they don't. Arizona, they just lost. Let's think about that. Arizona, they had statewide control. Now they don't. And, and I think it, while they had statewide control, while they had those darn investigations into election integrity, they didn't manage to change the rules to their advantage. And, and I think failure to continue to do so will be an existential problem for the Republican Party for a long time to come. This is the election where they have to win by the rules that are currently in place, and then you can go and change it to whatever you think the Constitution and the American public want. But absent that, they're going to be a minority party for a long time. That's what I think the polling data shows what the, you know, the, the trend lines of the last six years are. Mark Elias changed the rules. He did. And we can complain about it, but those are the rules. And so we need to go win by those rules. And then you can change the rules back to the way I think most Americans like, which is voter ID. Day up, you know, put your vote on the day up. 
the Republican principles of election are very popular. They just aren't the, the letter of the law in many states right now. And that is a shame. Yeah, I'm not Mark Elias's favorite person, yep. but he did like my proposal for the Republican Party back in 2022, uh, 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 which is that uh, or it was uh, uh, 2020, actually, uh -huh. uh, for the Republican Party to just take a breath, uh, put together a few hundred million dollars and buy, pay off Mark Elias uh, <laughs> to work for them. I'm sure he would like that. That would be lucrative. And, and Mark Elias quit, uh, you know, he, he blocked me on Twitter right after that. That's funny. That's uh, very but, funny. But anyway, it's uh, the truth of the matter is there's not a single person in the Republican Party right now, as far as I know, not a single group, not an organized institution, nonprofit, whatever you want to say, that knows a darn thing about what they're doing in terms of early voting. Uh, all they're going to no do problem. is end up going to jail if, because they're going to break a law yeah. uh, of some You're sort. You're very perceptive. They're right. That There is a massive lack of knowledge and capability, and we're it's less just, than a year away. Yeah. And, and and so what is the what is the RNC for? What is it? I guess the question becomes, what is it that Republicans do exactly yeah. between elections? Because they seem to just sit on their tails uh, and, uh, you know, uh, just sort of slobber waiting for, uh, you know, a handout. I, I, I mean, I, it's, it, it's it's ridiculous to me to see this Republican Party. If they did not have Donald Trump and the Republican Party, this party would already be gone. It would be in the dustbin of history. A 42 or 40 percent party. You're right. Listen, I think you're exactly right. And I grew up in the era of New York where George Steinbrenner demanded excellence and he would fire his manager if he didn't get it. Just think about this. The RNC has underperformed in five straight elections, and yet it has the same leadership. If you want to start with, you know, an easy thing. If you keep losing, you have to change the team, right? That's what every great football team learns. Every baseball team learns. I've the got a great idea for you, John. Down on their failed leadership. I've got a banner for just the news. You yep. want to hear it? Yeah, please. Get rid of Romney <laughs> McDaniel. Yeah. Period. Yep. Well, that'll tell us. Listen, if in the next few weeks that happens, which, by the way, there's some very serious conversations going on. In the part, if that happens, and you know that some people have been listening to the wisdom that you and others have been saying, if they don't, if they double down on the same team, then you can expect all you can do is expect the same result. If you don't change, you end up in the same destination. And I think right now, someone has to change the compass to the Republican Party. It has plenty of money, right? It raised what three hundred and forty million last election. That's not bad, but if you don't spend it wisely, if you spend it lazily. If you're unimaginative, if you're not fighting your enemy on the battlefield that they're on, uh, you're destined to lose. And I think right now there is a lot of that um, uh, feeling that the Republicans haven't uh, uh, changed the compass one bit. They haven't reset the GPS and they're headed uh, sleepwalking into another failed election. Now, Donald Trump may have something to say about that. He's pretty determined. He, I, he's going to have a lot to say. The question <laughs> is... Uh, from what platform? That's right. And, uh, you know, the RNC, you're talking about raising over 300 million. I mean, I mean, that's great if you're a bank. That's right. If you're running a political party, that money should be uh, highly energized with great velocity uh, right. and trajectory uh, and on target. It is none of that. No, it isn't. Listen, history shows that the facts show that you talk to voters in the Republican Party, they feel that way. Uh, it's not opinion. That is a fact that the Republican National Committee has been underperforming and somebody has to make a change or 
they'll wake up on the morning after the 2024 election feeling the way they do right now. John Solomon, it is always great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate it. Great to be with you, Lou. Thank you. John Solomon, folks. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show, Congressman Corey Mills from the great state of Florida. We'll be talking about the Republicans need to do to take back this country and our government. Please join us for that tomorrow and each and every day. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight and check out LouDobbs.com. Thanks, everybody. God bless you and may God bless America.